Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hello and welcome back to Connect FCS Ed. I am so grateful that you could join me in today's conversation. Today, I just want to reflect on this COVID-19 year, past three months, and reflect on everything that I've learned during this process. But first, before I dive into what I have to say, I want to tell you, you guys, you, in the face of adversity, you persevered. We have had to do things that nobody else has ever had to do in education before. At a moment's notice, you had to drop everything that you were doing and shift to online learning. You made magic. And it just proves to the world that we don't need standardized tests because you are the architects for your classroom and for your students. So I say bravo, and I give you a standing ovation because you guys are amazing. I love all of the grids that you shared on Facebook or through HyperDocs, Pinterest, everything that's all over, you know, social media. You guys put things together and you, you helped me become a better teacher, but I know you also supported so many more. So with that, thank you for all of your hard work, your time, and dedication to your craft. So I just want to go into the meanderings of what I have learned over the past three months. And with that, I've learned there is no manual to what makes a great teacher. No amount of schooling will ever determine what kind of educational leader you will become. Having a degree from a big college name can influence a hiring committee, but it doesn't determine how you will reach and teach your students. The great work and words of John Spencer, he's an educational consultant for instructional coaches that I like to follow. He writes, The educational system throws words around like best practices, but there is no guidebook, instruction manual, or how-to videos on how to become a great teacher. Because ultimately, teaching is a craft. I am struggling with this philosophy right now because I'm having to do the EdTPA. The EdTPA will not teach me how to become a great teacher. It's just a hoop that I have to jump through to earn my teaching certificate. The hard part is, it takes years to perfect your best practice. Process is often messy, and confusing. There are so many moments where as a teacher, you're going to doubt yourself and you're going to get frustrated and you'll feel like improvement is slow. It's harder still when you know you've screwed up. I still cringe at the moments when I shamed my first class during my first year and how they presented themselves towards a guest speaker. Yet, I'm still amazed at how quickly all of my students forgave me when I apologized and I asked them to help me. That's when I learned 
the power of student voice. And yet, all of those mistakes that were part of my learning process, they improved my craft. So there is no one best practice or pedagogy. If you're not from the School of Education, you might not understand what pedagogy means, but I will define it for you. It's understood as the approach to teaching. It refers to theory and practice of learning and how this process influences and is influenced by. It also refers to interactions between teachers, students, and the learning environment and the learning tasks. So there's no point in where you're going to be able to say, I have arrived. As a creative teacher, you're always exploring, you're always experimenting, always innovating. Teaching is all about the overlap between best practice and next practice. Focusing on best practice means you get to geek out on educational technology, theory, blogs, podcasts, research, observing master teachers, or in my case, I have become best friends with two of the most incredible SPED and case managers. I am so grateful for their friendship, but also what they're teaching me. Over the past couple of months or even year, they have been teaching me new and innovative ways to help reach our most vulnerable student population. And I don't believe there's anything that I could ever give back that will help them, but maybe just my friendship. But during the process of learning and growing, it's that you get to decide and build on what has worked for you in the past and what you're going to learn from others. It's like a scavenger hunt and search and destroy that I make my students participate in during the first few days of class for familiarity, getting to know me, but also building that culture that I want in my classroom. I just want to share with you towards the end of my second trimester this past year. So this happened mid-February, and it was the most beautiful thing that I probably will never be able to see again, or maybe I will, in which I hope I do. But just to paint the picture, you know, my fifth period interior design class, it's the start of the period, students are walking in, and then all of a sudden, I hear this shriek of glee where like five students of mine, I had a good group of, you know, both mixed of, you know, men and women in the, my class. But the shriek of joy as they came bowling into my classroom, you know, and then all of a sudden, a couple of the other students who were already in the class you know, stood up and gave each other hugs and like, please sit here, sit here. I, I need to talk to you. There's so many great things I want to share with you. I just was sitting at my desk, just observing it all, drinking it all in this love of what I have built in my class. You know, for my students, you know, the group of these five to seven amazing student individuals who never would have become friends if it weren't for being in my class. They come from all sorts of different social circles. 
but yet they were able to come together in my class and they were so joyful being together and sharing you know, information of whatever took place during passing time or maybe lunch or even maybe earlier that day. I don't know, but it was a sight and just I have nothing but love. And how I was able to build that in my classroom, I have no idea how I did it, <laughs> but I am so grateful that I did do it and I'm able to share that moment with you. If and when I, I figure out what that best practice is on how to, you know, get that excitement and to, you know, be able to see that kind of moment in your class, when I find it, I will share it with you. But just like learning and growing, you can do the same amazing projects year after year, but it just means that you get to start sharing your expertise with others. For instance, in my interior design class, I've done the same housing project for the last two trimesters. You might not think that's not enough time to perfect something. And you're absolutely right. It's not. I'm constantly improving it. I want it to become better and better each trimester, each semester, each year. The thing that I hope that will never happen is that I say I've reached perfection. I hope that that will never cross my lips. So only being three years into my career, perfection seems so far away. And it is something that I am striving for constantly to have that value and to seek a praise like that. But what I'm learning is that I can't define what success looks like for anybody else except my own. So as I'm navigating, bobbing and weaving seems to be more accurate. <laughs> I'm learning. And I'm learning that the more I aim for that success, which I know you guys do too, the more I aim at that target, because that's who I am, I'm constantly trying to aim for perfection, the more I'm missing it. I can plan and organize, strategize all day. All of it normally is thrown out the window when my students arrive because all of a sudden I'm feeling something else. My kids today aren't going to be able to learn this because they need this. And then we'll get to that next thing. It's understanding who your students are. So for success, much like happiness, it cannot be pursued. It must be ensued. In my foods classes, I'm also trying to improve, motivate, educate, and encourage my students to change and to mold in pursuit for a more successful and desirable outcome and future. That is something that one of my best friends shared with me. And in reading it, I was extremely humbled, just going, wow, I had no idea that you've observed me in that kind of way to be able to write those words of kindness. It was truly remarkable. So right now, as I'm trying to build lesson plans for next year, we don't know <laughs> what we're going to be walking into in the fall. But in the way that I'm doing things, I'm setting things up for, you know, online, but I also have my backup of my face-to-face -face interactions, which I hope we will be able to get to. But right now, I'm focusing on those next practices. This is fresh, hot off the press. <laughs> the idea that I'm forming in my head right now you know, I have been forming for the last couple of days as I've been reading 
because I want to share meaningful experiences for all of my students and for future classes that I might teach. I don't know. But the lesson plan that I'm thinking about creating has to deal with the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie by Laura Numroff. And I would be collaborating with my early childhood education colleague and her class. It would be a cooking and creating in the kitchen activity where I would be integrating technology. I would be using all those 21st century learning skills and we'd be building something down the road for our elementary students. So as soon as I figure it out, I will share it on my website for you guys to download for free. Because honestly, I believe in sharing is caring. I don't want to reinvent the wheel, per se. So as soon as I figure that out, I will share that. So with that, I am focusing on that next practice. I'm able to, you know, explore these new ideas and new strategies, which I know you are too. And with that, it means that you're open-minded to the paradigm shift and you're willing to question things and say, this can work this way. It might not have worked in the past, but now we have new technologies, you know, pushing us forward. So whether you are in your 32nd year of teaching, 15 year, year one, or you're going to even become a first year teacher here soon, just remember You are the architect of learning for your classroom. You are the artist creating something new and beautiful. Align yourself with people who will support you, give you guidance. Those are the people who want to see you become a success. Even when you don't believe in yourself, they will help you stand tall and remind you that you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Find your tribe, no matter how small or how large. We have a community, and we are better together. So in closing, from Phil Collins, the musical artist, he wrote, Learning you will teach, and in teaching you will learn. So this year might not have ended the way that we wanted, the way that it has always been, But we can move on into the future and see how to do things in a different, innovative, creative way. We can say to our students this coming fall, you know what? This last year was hard, but we did it. And I am learning with you. It might still be hard, but together we can do it. So remember to just be open with your students. Be transparent. Ask them ways on how to improve things. Because you would be amazed by how many students you might have who want to share with you their creative ideas and how they best learn and projects that they want to do that might incorporate the skills and standards that you are needing to teach them. Student voice is one of the most impactful things that you can take from one year to another and fall back on everything that you have learned. Thank you for joining me in today's conversation, my ramblings, but I think truly that we are better together. By connecting, we are serving the greater good. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Please wash your hands and always show kindness. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. And be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.